El Mundo. It's potato chips. Today's topic, whatever the deuce I feel like right now. Because I'm just some lonely brown guy out in the middle of absolutely nowhere, not quite sure where I am. But there are raccoons around, so they keep me company. They're the only ones that love me. But today's segment, today found out, guess what? Army decided that in their infinite wisdom, that they're gonna choose a new service rifle. Good or bad, not quite sure, honestly. And today, I'm gonna talk about that. Why? Because I have no idea what I'm talking about, and that's why no one tunes into this. At all. Except for maybe that one guy. And guess what? In the immortal words of Mr. New Vegas, I love you. So, today we're talking about the SIG rifle, and what does that implicate? Credentials? Just some random infantry guy that has done random infantry things and has shot maybe once or twice in his life. Not not too many times. Just enough to just absolutely know that I am absolutely trash. Anyways. But what does that mean? So, for those of you who don't know, the US military has been using a variant of the AR platform. AR standing for Armalite by Eugene Stoner. It's like, God bless that man. Gave us one of the best platforms that, that you could possibly think. Easy to clean, easy to use, recoils, nothing, right? Also pretty accurate, but pretty far, and does a pretty good job. And also he has served guys well for a very, very long time, right? Since Vietnam. And no, we're not going to talk about the whole A2, them not issuing cleaning kits, and the fact that they were jamming up. Guess what? Soft units loved it. SOG loved it. The only thing that they weren't happy, the only people who weren't happy were the people who, you know, didn't take care of it. Go figure. Get something good, don't take care of it, it's not gonna take care of you. Eh, so, whine. Anyways, but coming back to the new rifle, SIG got the contract. What does that mean? Freaking A. Somebody's been paying somebody something in the US military. This has been going on for a long, long time. And you can't convince me otherwise that it hasn't. Come on. The IOTV? Don't get me started on the IOTV because that thing, that is a rabbit hole that I do not want to go down and that's just going to be an angry rant. And you know what? This is potato chip time. Time to sit back, relax, enjoy the random smooth rambling of some random brown guy out in the middle of nowhere whose only company is a raccoon named Ted. Say hi, hello Ted. Ted ran away. Just remember, Ted loves you and so do I. Back to what I was saying. So SIG got the contract. Good or bad? Honestly, kind of a little mixed bag. It's like, the rifle's a little bit heavier, right? Because the, sta- the standard AR is about what? Seven, seven and a half pounds, right? With the stupid quad rail. And then the new one, it's about eight to nine pounds. Two pounds, is that really all that heavy? Eh, it adds up, it really does. The thing though I'm not happy about is that new Vortex optic that has more computing power than my car. Like seriously, there's so much software going on this thing, it can give you the blue screen of death. I was like, I I don't wanna be in the middle of a firefight, just be there, bang, 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 It's like, error has occurred, you need a new update. And then I'd just be like, what the fuck? Like seriously, damn it. It's like, they're just out and trying to use whatever like Wi-Fi I can try to find and be like, I need to update my freaking optic. Yeah, don't want to be doing that out in the middle of nowhere. But if I have the choice between the bad optic or the other SIG optic that got issued, 
that just the normal LVPO, low barrier power optic, I'm taking that one. Why? Because lighter, and also I'm kind of used to that with other things. But the thing I really want to talk about is the new round, right? So for the longest time, the AR platform has been using a variant of just pretty much a 22 on steroids, which the original one was 223 Remington, and then when they moved down to the M4 and Army was like, hey, Eugene Stoner, how can we make this a little bit better? And him just be like, put more powder in it. And Army, Big Army's like, you know what? Got you. We're going to call it the 556 now. That's pretty much it in a nutshell of how the whole thing about that worked out. But guess what? A little hotter cooking round, right? Chamber pressure and everything like that. It worked pretty decently for a hot minute until now guys are running body armor. So you need something a little bit more. So brings us to our next talking point, the 6.8 by 51 millimeter SIG. That seems like an amazing round, honestly. Like, here we go without this. Some basic stats off the top of my head, right? 5.56, right? Roughly about six to 800 meters, right? If I remember correct. Point target, about three, uh, 300 meters. Area target, about 600 meters, right? And then just that it will reach out that far is about 800 meters. Yes, you can push it out a little bit farther with a longer barrel, guess what? Barrel length, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about a standard M4, about 14.5 inch barrel. So moving on, right? I think the point area target for the 6.8 because of how much that it's just cooking because it has that steel brass combination. Point area target's 800 meters. Movo, that, that is a reach out in fuck are you range, right? That's, for those who don't know, that is the average engagement for a DMR, which is chambered in 308. So there was a whole segment of just in a unit, like your job was the designated marksman, the DMR. You carried this cool freaking 308 freaking rifle. You were slick. You felt like some badass sniper, which you weren't. You were just chosen for that because reasons you slightly shot a little bit better than everyone else that day on that occasion and maybe not even that because guess what maybe some pogue just out just shot expert and then he's just there laughing at you as you barely qualled as a marksman and you're just there laughing at yourself and just crying deeply into your whoopee whoopee will love you whoopee's the only thing that cares enough about me anyways uh talking about that so reach out and touch someone. So now the average infantryman can engage into what? 800 meters? And push it out to almost a thousand? That's a reach out and touch someone. And I'm all about that life. The less time that I have, the less, like, like the more buffer I can put between me and the guy who wants to kill me, probably better. But the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is with an optic, cause even with an ACOG, Four power magnification, probably not gonna do too well, honestly. Reaching out that far, like I could probably reach out that far, but it's not gonna be the best. Granted, though, I think the new optic is like what? Like a nine power, something along those lines? Probably am wrong, but I'm sure someone will tell me eventually. And I will probably forget that I ever did this because I'm just some random guy who has no idea what he's talking about. Wondering whether or not. Oh, geez, my pants! Uh, anyways. <laughs> so about that loving that but the thing is though is like is it a good rifle yeah we'll see i'll test it out and eventually maybe someday but probably not because i'm not cool enough to have that 
And but the thing is though, comes the next rifle, the freaking like machine gun variant of that, the belt fed mother mother of that guy. Half the weight of the freaking saw. I cannot go into as much detail as how much I loathe that thing. I've carried that thing before. I hated it. Every ounce of my being hated that thing. It's like, I'm shooting the same caliber as everyone else, just faster. If I'm going to be doing this, just give me about three extra pounds and give me the freaking 240. Because that mofo is shooting 308 at a very high rated speed, and I want that. Because when you go and you pull the trigger on that thing, and you're just shouting off your cadence, and you're just la- they're just laying down the hate, the freedom boner is real, my friends. The freedom boner is real. Oh, hi, Ted. Um, Ted's back. Want to say hi to the... Oh, God, and he's gone again. Damn it, Ted. Just say hi to the people at least once in your life. This is our first episode together, and you're just... Uh, now no, he's helping another raccoon. Gosh dang it. Ted, this is supposed to be a family show. Seriously, man. Like, what are you doing? Don't you look at me in that tone of voice. Do you see how I have to work with people? Do you see? Anyways. But, half the weight. Much more better... Uh, much more better That's a word. I'm gonna coin that. It's better-er. It's a much better round going out even farther half half the weight better firepower shoots better i am down so down for that it's like do i want to carry it eh, maybe all right but definitely want to get my hands on this and going down the rabbit hole so it's like sig congratulations you got the contract i don't know whose pocket you had a grease because you got that one stupid pistol of yours in there I don't care what anyone says. Yes, it's modular, but you know what? It's not as good as a Glock. I don't care what any of y'all say. It's like, first generation of that that pistol? How can you have dropped that thing and the thing go off? It's like, hmm, yeah. Don't tell me that that pockets were not greased. Oh, we need an external safety. We need an external safety on a pistol. If I'm pulling out a pistol, it's because I need it right now. Fuck that that freaking thing. It's It's like, guess what? Cops have been running Glocks since the 80s. Freaking soft units been using glocks for like ever when i was overseas right all the cool kids had their glocks right sf marsoc freaking seals all of them cool kids ever freaking their glocks and me like a scrub with an m9 just absolutely hating my life just hating that double action trick double action single action trigger freaking hate that thing Oh, and if I you just put it on set on, on single action because the gun was too big for my hands, weighs half a ton, and shoots like shite. That's why, Karen. That's why, Becky. That's why. Guess what? It's not even Karen anymore. Becky. It's yes. You know who you are. It's like, why don't you? It's like, guess what? I like blocks. Why? The ergonomics. They fit my hand. Guess what? They line up. The sights line up just right for me. I can pull that trigger. And the trigger is nice, right? A lot better than the M9. And guess what? I hit that wall. Boom. I don't have to creep and have like half a mile of travel. And then it's like, okay, now it's single action. Now I'm just, guess what? The trigger reset on a Glock is actually pretty good. I don't care what any of y'all say about that. CZ fanboys? I felt a CZ. I've shot CZs. Meh. 
The only trigger that I think that's I honestly actually really, really good in the sense that it's actually a good trigger is the 1911. And a lot of you are like, oh, well, he's disemboweled. Guess what? It's a single action trigger straight back. And ha- when you actually have a good 1911, it shoots crisp. There's no track, no travel. It's solid, right? So, like, it just shoots well. It just shoots good. Glock, it shoots good. And guess what? I've shot that thing through a windshield, right? I've shot that thing with dirt in it, with grass in it, with freaking sand in it, with freaking just about anything you can think of. It will eat it and it will shoot, right? And it will keep going. The only time I've ever had, like, an actual malfunction is self-induced, right? Thing is actually a solid pistol. Guess what? M9. Who was the brilliant genius who decides, like, I'm going to open up an entire part of the barrel so then more gunk can get into this thing? So when you're out in the field, guess what? As the, the freaking African wind is blowing all this red freaking dirt clay just unholiness onto everything that you own i swear i still have boots with that red dirt in it that will not come out right and lo and behold my m9 had that in there right and it would just get in there always and i at the end of the day right take that sucker apart i'd have to clean it wipe it down clean it guess what i didn't have to clean all the time my M4. My M4 was just fine. Wipe it down the outside just to keep the, the, the freaking brass happy. Put it back away and then go back to my normal life. Guess who didn't have to clean their pistols all the time? Freaking all the soft guys. Why? Because they had Glocks. It's like, huh, when was the last time you cleaned it? He's like, uh, I don't remember. Probably when I got here. How long ago was that? Three months ago? Oh, yeah. Fuck you. It's like, ugh. Today's program brought to you by... Big army. Adding more weight and more shite to me. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? It's like, we're going to spend four, no, not even four thousand, five to seven thousand dollars on an IOTV that weighs half a ton versus two grand on an ABS that's comfortable and weighs about half as much. Yeah, why? Because, was it, High Power has the contract because the head guy is. A former general in the army. Hmm. Wonder how that worked out. Hmm. Fuck you. Right. Oh, the M9. Right. Oh, we need external safety. Okay. Cool. It was, I guess, cutting edge for the time. But I think Glock came out like what, a year or two later. And then they came out with the new trials. Oh, look, Glock's in there. Oh, you need external safety. Okay, they put it on there. It works. Right. And it's still a Glock. It's gonna work. Guess what? Mags you can find anywhere in the world. Parts you can find anywhere, anywhere all over the world, and it's going to work if you even need those. It's like easy peasy. Sig, that Sig pistol. You can't find Jack Orndor squat for it when it first came out. Yes, you can find things now. Yes, I can get a Safari Man holster for it now. Yes, but tell me how much that one costs versus the freaking Glock 19 holster. I can get the Glock 19 Safari Land holster for about like eh, 20 bucks, right? The Sig. More like 80 to 90, maybe 100, depending on where I'm looking and how bad everyone and their grandmother wants it. Because the army's new pistol, but guess what, Sig, you got the contract not once, not twice, but fucking three times. Jeez, man, save some for the rest of us. Eh, but whatever. I'm gonna have to end up having to pack that sucker around the entire time and 
see how I like it, whatever, and I hate it on a ruck march, I'm just going to hate my life. Grand the freaking age, something I just now realized, I'm going to have to get new mag pouches. Oof, that's going to be rough. They're going to have to reissue entire rifleman kits. So, Army issues out these rifleman kits. Kiddos, so, what it is is that it's all the mag pouches you would put onto your kit. Your kit being your IMTV. You put that on, right? You mull it on there. You feel like a cool guy where you're like, Yeah, I have all my mag pouches. I can carry a million and one mag pouches. And if you're really hua, you're going to use what's called the tab system, which is garbage. Whether you use it as a chest rig or on your carrier. Regardless, it doesn't sit flat. I don't care what you do. It doesn't sit well. It just flops around. But it holds a million one mags. Why? Because, eh, army. But guess what? You put that onto your IOTV, and you pull the quick release thing that is supposed to be able to, you know, save your life in case if you're, like, drowning or you just got shot, because guess what? Kevlar doesn't stop rifle calibers, okay? Stop making us wear it. The plates are what stop the bullets. So what's the point of wearing the Kevlar? Shrapnel? Guess what? My legs aren't freaking covered in Kevlar. So that's a moot point. It's just adding more weight and making it just absolute garbage. Back to the pouches. So... All the pouches are going to be way, way too small for the new rifle. So that means they're going to have to issue out entire rifleman kits devoted to that. Unless if you got a taco pouch, which I'm just so happy to have. Yes, the brown guy having a taco pouch. And yes, I have had a taco in my taco pouch, and I ate that taco in the field. Field tacos are the best tacos. And then again, maybe only second to pocket sandwich. Because pocket sandwich are delicious. Love my pocket sandwich. But no, seriously, where are my pants? I was looking for those things. But pants can wait. The tacos cannot. And I'm getting hungry. And I think I'm getting to the end of this segment. Or maybe not. Or maybe I'm going to talk about those Tijuana zebras. Probably not. Or maybe I will. Not quite sure of what I'm going to do now. But that's all for tonight, folks. Just some random brown guy out in the middle of nowhere whose only company is a raccoon telling you Mr. New Vegas loves you and that I'm always here. Bring you content whether I know what I'm talking about or not. No joke. I literally came up with this uh, entire concept and this entire rant this entire almost 20 minute rant two seconds before I push play so if you want to bro- tune in for next time and see what I'm going to talk about maybe I'll have a goon with me maybe not, maybe I will maybe they might have three or two or one or just me or you know what, maybe some. Maybe Ted the Raccoon is going to join us right? it's like I know I'm trash and I'm just a trash panda myself Maybe or, or maybe my brown guy, I don't know but guess what? We'll figure it out next time on Ed's Potato Chips. Bye. Hoy on Edmundo, Ed's Potato Chips. Brought to you by Three Goons in a Bottle. Today's segment, 
three goons in a bottle talking about libertarianism and what does it mean to these three goons are we gonna have fun with it maybe we will maybe we'll start a fist fight i don't know will ted be joining us i'm not quite sure but we'll have fun with it i guarantee you now as you all want to know three goons in a bottle what up y'all hey hey you still you still there homie yep i'm still here bud how are you doing oh heck yeah man as as it should be all right so just to give you a quick recap on like what to the audience what we're talking about it's like libertarianism it's like i think we're, we all kind of have a, a nice little like flow on how we understand about that so let's go from there like how how does that that really mean to us as goons oh and um just a disclaimer too we should probably start off by saying that Ed and myself are in one location, and Avery is joining us via telecom. So, if there is any differentiation in this, or if we step on each other, that's the reasoning. And for the love of God, we are trying to do this. Um, and, and as always, brought yeah. to you by some random place out in the middle of nowhere, where I have no idea where we are. I'm actually still quite lost. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, I'm scared. Um, I actually ran into Ed on the trail. We, uh, we, I, I really don't know how we like at least ted keeps his company that's true ted is here with us ted, as he runs away damn it ted just love me uh, that we're all surrounded by hot wire and livestock of some kind and uh lots of clear line of sight so that is true uh <laughs> did you hear that yeah of course that's amazing uh clear line of sight that i've maybe measured for once in meters for reasons that if you know you know probably know like in meters, in yards, and probably sometimes some random uh, measurements only used by dolphins. <laughs> At least, well, the only time I use inches is well. Um, Don't lie. I won't lie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting what the dolphins care about is the fathoms gotcha. and that if their cave is located. I'm sorry, but considering that. Um, Ed and I have been on this podcast before. I think we should let Avery take the lead on this one. So, Avery, t- talk to us about your, um, you know, uh, libertarian views and kind Send of like, it. yeah, get, get us started, man. What do you think? Well, I think that um, obviously there's a lot of people that espouse that the three party or the two party system is broken, and I think that there is a it's viable party that um, during the last election, the 2020 election, was. Um, actually, uh, in record number, um, was voting libertarian. And I think that there was a even larger number of um, those voters that voted for um, one side or the other that still align themselves with uh, a form of libertarian view. Um, and I think that the Libertarian Party is super crucial um, to America as a whole because, um, as we had spoken before the podcast went live, we um, I think that a lot of the conversation has broken down to such a detrimental point where no one's allowed to actually have um, any open communication with facts and or feelings. Just an opinion in general. Yeah. And I mean, opinion, facts, and feelings all kind of taking place simultaneously in like any form of discourse that can actually be um, beneficial. And I mean, uh, it catches a lot of people off guard that align themselves one way or the other when they have conversation or debate or um, any, you know, type of conversation with the libertarian because a lot of times they, we undercut 
a lot of their talking points um, because we don't fall under their, you know, um, predetermined, you know, talking points that they like to hit on. You know, oh, well, this whataboutism. Well, I don't play by whataboutism. Okay, yeah. you don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. You know, um, you know, the, there's a lot of talking points that we can undercut as a libertarian party that actually open up for a better route to actual conversation because it's like, and just actually just getting something done as well. Yeah. Like one yeah. of my, my big my one of my big gripes, right? Is especially with the two party system, right? It's either you're for this or you're you're and you're and you're against that. Right. It's like not necessarily, right? Not oh it's like it's not always about like, oh, I want all of this and I need and you can't have any of that with whether it be guns, drugs, freaking just healthcare and and, and whatnot, right? It's like like let's let's use um firearms because we we all we're all fairly familiar with that right it's like i guess uh, as bad as it sounds like oh i was like scrolling through like the instas right and saw a meme right and it was talking about the the two-party systems like republicans want some gun control right uh like like uh, liberals want all gun control it's like both are wrong right there should be none because you i right it's like all three of us right we're responsible like when was the last time we got into a shootout like the okay corral um, not never in the, never, not in this never but if i could draw as fast as doc holiday segue um i mean I, i'd be okay with it but i'm not jerry yeah i'm not jerry Metzler. um yeah, God, that guy with the quick draw and the fast trigger finger, man. What was, I, it, what was his record? Freaking like uh, three he, seconds. He, well, he, six... oh, considering the fact that he is the record, we'll just leave her there. Yeah, um, he, he is the record. He, but, he's broken the record himself. From himself. Yeah. There's no time. The point is, is, the, the, the point time is, is that you're right. Like responsibility, like personal responsibility is something that we all possess because we all, for those of us, for those of you who don't know, all of us do have like you know training from various places whether it be from the military or from private um sector sources dolphins <laughs> not dolphins no um raccoons yeah <laughs> out of that. no um we do uh you know we all have training and we know how to you know i'm not trying to be super cool or anything like that we all do know how to dispatch human beings you know, like when you get taught that at a we, curricular level you kind of take that responsibility on we all know where the, the, the dangerous end of the of the boomstick is yeah and yeah have a lot of trigger time behind a lot of things but the point is is we've never actually you know like i've never once thought yeah i'm gonna mount a 240 onto my tacoma and i'm gonna start mowing down you know you know, pedestrians. I'm just that's, the mounting of the 240. On the other hand, yes, that's a well, completely different <laughs> argument. My, I'm sorry, we're getting way off topic. We're getting way off topic here. But my, that's the that's kind of what light. You know, trying to keep this lighthearted a little bit. But yes, that's kind of the like personal responsibility needs to be a thing, and people need to be accountable for their actions. That's I mean, and that's the problem with the two party system is that it takes that completely away. That any personal responsibility of the individual is completely just gone, which I absolutely loathe because it's like, okay, why can't I take some responsibility? I'm a grown ass man. Let me do my thing. If I'm gonna make mistakes, let me make my mistakes. But guess what? It's 
trying to make. Yes, but if you hurt someone else, that you should have to answer for that to a certain oh, degree, okay. and that's why I'm not an anarchist. Of course, <laughs> of course. Sorry, going yeah, I, on, I believe, Avery. Believe, what, Avery? What do you got to say on that? Uh, I think that really libertarian at, at libertarianism at its core is really just free thinkers, right? Because I think that what you see on both sides almost e equally. Um, um, not necessarily systemically, but just societally, is that you both people blindly defend and attack based on their party orientation, right? So people blindly defend Trump on topics that they should be critical of him for, and they blindly defend Bernie Sanders or, or um, you know, or, or Joe Biden or whoever. Joe Biden's super unpopular, so that's kind of a bad example. But they, yeah. they blindly defend Hillary and all these other candidates um, for things that they should be critical of, or they blindly attack um, things that they were just defending um, their at the side of the alley for. You know what I'm saying? So you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I think that libertarianism really strikes uh, a place where you, you use your fucking brain, right? If I'm going to condemn something, I condemn it across the board. I was um, to segue into just a quick little tidbit about this. I was just talking to my brother, who's extremely liberal. And um, I, I take the wind out of his sail consistently um, via the fact that he, every time we have any kind of conversation, he keeps bringing up Trump. And I was like, dude, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I'm not a Trump fanboy, okay? I can be just as, every critical point you have of Trump, I agree with most, for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't blindly attack Trump for January 6th and then defend the autonomous zone. Either you're for rioting to get what you need politically, or you're against it, yeah. right? I support yeah. the January sixth um, yeah, walk-in, like, and I, 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 and to a certain extent, I agree with the riots. Now, where we differ is the reason behind the riots. If you're going to get behind a cause that you believe in wholeheartedly enough to riot, because you should be rioting against the system, the part that we differ from was I support rioting and an autonomous zone as long as the reasons are factual and just. Right. The fact that eight unarmed black men, eight to ten unarmed black men die due to police, quote unquote, brutality every year is is not a reason to destroy your communities. So you're not a, you're not attacking the government. You're not attacking, you know, oppression. You're attacking your neighbor. Um, yeah. And, and so that, that's, that's, that's where I start drawing the lines. Like, OK, yeah. if, if you want to, like, bet your frustrations. Right. And you want to take it, take it to, you know take your frustrations to those who deserve it right like portland for a great example right what did that random shop owner ever do for like that was going against your cause homie was just selling freaking tacos on the street corner what was he well how was he part of the overarching like essentially systemic problem, problem that you that you're perceiving yeah. and not saying that there is a systemic problem with racism in the united states no, because no, i no. Yeah. personally i think that's that, a that, fucking but, bullshit notion anyway but okay at what point did, did that person thing. like what did the, that 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 taco like taco shop owner do right nothing right who was the who who was the real culprit right who led to this point and that's the thing is that all this anger and hate end up just going towards people who had nothing to do with it 
and there is a difference between mass rioting and looting and things like that and something that would be akin to like an actual protesting like there's a difference between between a a lot of these um mentalities for uh people that are protesting or people that are rioting or you know what have you is the people that are protesting would very much like to keep their neighborhood intact and they are very pointed towards a certain organization they're pointed towards something right and that's fine and should the need for like the thing is is like eventually should the need for violence erupt is one side is going to be like they are going to be pointed towards that organization they're not going to be like i'm not going to you know they're not going to be shooting up fucking target target because you know target has nothing to do with the perceived police brutality or whatever it has nothing to do with it they're selling random like stuff that you buy on the normal like like robbing a nike store because it's no you're robbing a nike store store. because you want nikes like yeah at that point like what that that isn't that isn't a riot that that is rioting right you're you're doing it for the sake of doing the of performing criminal acts you're a perjurer at that point you're not a fucking political activist yeah which is absolutely ass on it in my which mind which you could quote me on that you're a purger not a political activist i like that i, I, I you want know, I, I want to put that on the t-shirt so but yeah so like i, I slightly like differ on on that part uh portion like writing if you're gonna do that send it to those who deserve it don't send it to the random like shop owner who's just there to try to feed his family who's there who's just trying to like you know achieve the american dream like to me the American dream is, has been always a very forefront in my mind. Like gr- growing up, my I grew up with the stories of the Guatemalan Civil War and all these terrible things that happened down south of the border and still hear about that. I still have family that's down there very much to, like about that life, trying to like stop it, whether it be on the inside or outside, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear about that, I see that, I've been a part of that. And so to me, like the United States has always been a safe haven and has been always a beacon of freedom versus here these last essentially almost a decade now that has been just yeah. completely been torn down essentially since what i'd say probably about like 20 i would say like 08 uh, 09 probably well, i mean there's a lot of things are always changing but we're getting i mean we are divulging a little bit into individualism and you know as a quick note to that ed you know my dad was uh, born in south vietnam towards you know with people um into a family that supported the american cause and that actually had like financial ties and then you know when the communists took over things you know went sideways but like we share that because my dad knows the you know my dad did come here and thought thought the same thing and still very much does avery you can back me up on this you know how my dad is yeah no and what's what's crazy is that people the left is let me just really quick sorry the, the worst, one of the, well one of no 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 you're fine one of the worst parts going pulling a gen Saki and circling all the way back one of the worst parts about the polarization of the two-party system is the fact that we paint each other in these terrible lights and we're constantly attacking each other in this two-party system liberals are this um, republicans are this so we're constantly going back and forth that way and we're, we're basically just painting the america as a whole in this picture but to segue into what Lauren was talking about is that they've uh, Republicans have been painted in this light by Democrats, which is which are supposed to be the bleeding heart, um, as like these 
Um, capitalism is bad and that all all you know republicans are racist and they don't like immigration and this and that but when you survey successful or you know just regular immigrants right that don't consider themselves i'm no longer vietnamese i'm american right i'm vietnamese american i'm first generation or you know whatever second generation i'm american right my dad's vietnamese i'm american like those these immigrants are so proud to be here right they're so proud and they're they're huge supporters of capitalism um i wouldn't say that uh, like an overwhelming majority of them are you know conservative but i would say that they're not at all what uh liberalism paints them to be and they're not what conservatism pa- paints them to be either so you know there's there's just this huge gap that i feel like libertarians fill and it's not on the scale that it needs to be on to open up like really good pathways of communication to actually talk about these things that are like it's like i was saying about the talking points you can pretty much map out a conversation between a liberal and a conservative before it ever happens because they're going to hit all the same talking points they're going to combat each talking point with this talking point or this rebuttal and the conversation goes absolutely nowhere you can script it out and i think that that's where libertarian comes in and i think that what's the best thing about libertarianism honestly is the fact that there's multiple facets of it and there's a lot of heated debates sometimes but there's a lot of debates and there's a lot of conversations that happen but we're all still consider ourselves libertarian and li- libertarian and we hear each other's talking points right we we just had um you know some form of uh you know difference in opinions on some things and you know there's a lot of differences opinion in the liberal libertarian party and um i think they're more welcome than anywhere else where you know you're seeing this in the democratic party tear itself in two um by people who are trying to more than just two (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like no 100 agree because like the best like for me the best thing i always loved about the libertarian party all right just being libertarian just in general is the fact that it's a live and let live kind of thing right it's a type of like okay you like xyz cool i don't guess what long as you're not hurting nobody and you're not like trying to jam it down my throat i don't really care i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the libertarian mindset has to do with very practical thing like very practical um approaches to things and also it like acknowledging the fact that even in the libertarian party like part of one of the core libertarian values is kind of like a um i acknowledge the fact that we disagree i don't have to hate you but don't force your shit on me yeah like i don't have to hate you we can disagree and we can still drink a beer at the end of it at the end of the day like who cares like you know it's a good example is like let's say um someone likes Ford and the other guy likes Chevy, right? I've literally seen guys getting fist fights about that. Something as arbitrary as what brand of truck they like and where it should be like, okay. When they're both equally useless and you should be driving a, to- uh, a Toyota, Toyota instead. 100%. <laughs> 450,000 miles of original motor and transmission. Yeah, Toyota sponsored me. Um, but no, in all actuality though, in all seriousness, is that People will argue and fight about the most arbitrary of things where it could be just, okay, you like that, I don't. That's fine. Let's go hang out afterwards, right? You enjoy your thing, I enjoy my thing. And just let it be. Same thing like when it comes to political things, right? I like things that go boom. Not everyone does. 
guess what? That's fine, right?、Mm-hmm. More boomsticks and more things that go le boom for me. Yeah, no, and I, I think that you're you're 100 right. The problem that I have is that、um, overwhelmingly, you know, versus 20 years ago, you know, my like for instance, my stepdad and my mom are completely polar opposites politically, and they're married and they don't talk about it because it doesn't. Back then, it didn't represent how like who you were and what your personality was and what、exactly. like you believe in and your core beliefs. Now it does, and because because. The two-party system is so polarized, which means、yeah. I don't like guns. You don't get to have guns, or I like guns. I have to force your state, even if your state overwhelmingly doesn't allow guns or whatever. You know,、oh, the, the whole the thing, thing. rights. You know, is you, you get what I'm coming from, though. Yeah, you know I, get, I, I get absolutely. I get, I get what you're、exactly. coming from, and as I, can, well as, like, I, I think it's because I can disagree with a libertarian, and we can still hang out afterwards because I know at the end of the day we're. Arguing our points, but we don't give a fuck. Yeah. But like the other two parties really fucking give a fuck, and so when、yes. <laughs> it represents a fundamental, a fundamental、um, uh, disconnect in our personality types and our ability to be able to get along and communicate, even outside of political topics. So, so beyond political, that goes beyond beyond political ideology. That goes to like basic human decency. Just be a decent human being. Like it has become a lost art nowadays. Good, it really has. And as well as I kind of like equate that to,、uh, I'm everyone here has seen the movie Fight Club, right? Or read、yeah. the book? Um, well, I, yes, but obviously I can't talk about it. Oh yes, of course we can't talk about the events, but we can talk about this this aspect of it, right? <clears throat> It's like. The the main character Tyler Durden, right? He talks about it's like we the have main character is not Tyler Durden, but yes, yes, we get the narrator, whatever. But regardless, but we don't talk about that. But what the main thing though, he was really discussing. He brought home, and it, regardless though, it's still a very valid point. Is that they were a generation with no great war, no great struggle, no real anything, right? A generation of buyers of cons-、uh, consumers, right? And that was the the whole point about that 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 story, but that thing is it wasn't just that generation, which the generation for that was the Gen Xers, and we'll go into the millennials, right? Yes, we had some great like tragedies, right, as well in our lives, right? We had nine eleven, right? We had the Amtrak scare, we had just about how、uh, God knows how many scares. But the problem is though, is like none of it really unified the nation、mm-hmm. the way that Pearl Harbor did, and you can argue. 